The following pendant production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uh, commentary for season seven, episode ten of the Kingery. All those two-bit Romeos. With me is the writer for this episode, uh, Pete Mylan. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Good. Uh, we can hear you over the screaming there as we uh, yes. jump right into the action here. Um, we've been getting a lot of screams from these folks of late, so uh, you're probably used to it by now. Fortunately, they're all good screamers. <laughs> you get used to it around the yeah, yeah, it happens, that sort of thing. Though usually people are enjoying themselves more when they ha- when they scream. But um, generally. Anyway, we have Brian Reed as Zeph, Edward Herman as Asa, Paul Brueggemann as Matthew, and in just a second you'll hear uh, Renee Christine Jones as Sox. Uh, yes, stop him from singing, please. <laughs> um, this has been the t- torture scenes have been some of the toughest stuff uh, for me to direct, just because I love these characters and hate doing horrible things to them. But you know, that's what we do. That's why we do. That's this. kind of what this season has uh, has has sort of boiled down to. Yes, um, got everyone sort of scattered around, and awful things are happening to them all over the place. Yes, and um, that's why we do this to torture wonderful people. Um, and kudos to Paul. Well, he, wonderful. He, Slow down. Wonderful. Well, well quote unquote, wonderful. I was just saying, Paul's doing a really good job here, of being extremely creepy as the uh, torturer here, Matthew. Mm-hmm. I love the bravado we've been getting from Zeph all season. It's uh, such a nice, nice new facet to his character. Yeah, well, it's it's something that hasn't come up before, but uh, we we get uh, you know we're about to get uh, a big chunk of his uh, yeah. his backstory here, right? Which uh, probably a lot of people don't expect, and um, but it, it, it's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not sure who came up with that in the writers' room. I probably probably Jeffrey, but uh, yeah, Zeph is a secret uh, secret badass. Yes. Uh, Renee, she gave me so much crying. I just kind of had to just kind of work it under the scene for a while here. Hey, no, don't do that. As we finally realize what's going on here and what hell we're in. Yeah, let me open the script because I, I think I described this in the script as Z Alusay Tochel Shambra. Yes, I believe that's correct. And your mom's. Yep, that's exactly how it was. That's the kind of jackass I am. <laughs> oh, well, it's all right. The, the, the scripts sometimes are extremely entertaining on their own, just the stage directions and descriptions that we get here. I mean, I go crazy if he was doing that. We're going to get a few other ones later in here that are just as fun. What the fuck are we going to do? Uh, the title this time around, All Those Stupid Romeos, comes from a, uh, from a Tom Waits song. That doesn't surprise me. Um, uh, I don't know what the title, I think it's just called, uh, the, I think it's just called, uh, title song, or possibly Once Upon a Town. It's from the movie, uh, One from the Heart. Okay. I think I've seen that one. All those stupid Romeos who counterfeit romance. Yeah. Pete Milan, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. It's kind of a SEAL Team Six sort of name there. Yeah, that was us. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't sure how to uh, what to call that. It works. And now we get story time here with with Zeph. Um, 
They were holed up on this planet. And I, I, I don't know how, how Brian does it. I mean, he gives me like three takes of this monologue, and each one is just really good. I had a hard time picking one over the other, and I think I ended up Frankensteining them actually just to really ah, okay. build it even more. And the next one coming up too here, which is basically the same monologue, just interrupted briefly. But yeah, Zeph's, Zeph's seen some shit. He was. He was. Uh, he was in the shit. Mm-hmm. He used to be one of those uh, one of those Halo guys. Yes, he had power armor and everything. Kind of badass. And now he works at a whorehouse. Yes, uh, guess get away from it all. But after six, after after going through this, you know, you take early retirement and you go do something else with your time. Yes. Worse than I was ready for. And a few times, I was going to check out. Excuse me. Mentally. Physically, if I could find a way. Yeah. But I never it's did. Hard to really talk over this, because you know, there's not much more to say. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Like Fun. People like Matthew yeah. and your mom, they don't get to win. But we get the get inspirational music starting to come up underneath I this. Fuck out of the room to take a breath because I'm tiring him out. I win. He's rallying the troops here. <laughs> Am I right, princess? So we kind of occupy yeah. the torture room. This way. Yes. yes. What about you, old man? That's damn right. Yeah, my favorite line earlier was, uh, "Oh, is something uh, unpleasant happening that uh, you wish would stop? What's that like?" <laughs> yes. <sighs> here comes Matthew, and then. This part here coming up with the, with the singing that was that was interesting to uh, to sync up. Um, oh, I'm sure. I got really lucky in that uh, Brian and Renee both were more or less in the same tempo and pitch, and so I just had to say to Edward, "Hey, I need you to match this a little better." But um, and he he did, and I think I hope it turned out get, get gets really as powerful as I hoped it did because just the. The, the awkward defiance coming out here, especially from Renee at the beginning, is I really, really like it. Really like what they did here. Yeah. Very, very much so. And yeah, it's it's. It's like this is the this is the only thing open to them is just you know trying to drive this guy crazy, right? Which Zeph has already been doing anyway, and now they're joining in. I wasn't entirely sure how long to let this go, but I think I may have just hit just the right moment here. I hope, hope I didn't let it go too long and you're just sick of it. And now you're singing that song for the rest of your life in your head. And if you are sick of it, well, it gets cut off by screaming. Yay! As we cut to the Cass's House of Motherfucking Science, as it says in the script. I might have been getting a little punchy at this point. But that's all right. That's all right. Like I said, it entertained me, and now we're sharing that with, with the class here. <laughs> uh, it's good to have a light scene like this after after that, that horrific uh, opening. Well, relatively light. I mean. Well, you know, we're, we're discussing the lovemaking uh, techniques. He is of, still sacrificing his body in order to save... Uh, yes. How exactly did you do that? I think you're old enough to know this, sweetheart, but, well, your father here has skills. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, 
Well, you got to figure, you know, the you know he's got squid tentacles on his head. He's an alien. He you know, talks things, funny. Things happen, you know. Got to use what you got. What is this? Can't a man give his employer a compliment? And now I'm now I'm just picturing a bunch of Japanese anime things that I didn't realize I was making reference to in here. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. You you wrote hentai, is what you did here. I didn't mean to do that, but you know that's okay. Because uh, I think it's one of the few lines we haven't crossed yet in this show. So, uh, so good for you. You're a groundbreaker. <laughs> are we at the bottom of the barrel? Nope. There's still more nope. underneath are, the barrel. We have a lot more to go here. I only ask you because there are things I'd like to say to you. Things a man shouldn't say. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> and I see, see her grabbing him by a tentacle and just pulling him into... It says hallway, but I think I ended up making it basically a broom closet, just off the uh, room. Not even getting as far as the hallway. And the squishy sounds. He runs a tentacle along her face. Yes. And the description of her is she is really digging that. Yes. Um, and we we got some fun noises from from Chris Chris Bays on this. And uh, James Rossi had some great uh, uh, lines in there because I don't think he realized what he was getting into until he actually sat down to record his proc lines because he just is in complete shock and laughing the entire time. (laughs) So he says, this is why you should always read your script before recording. Yeah. That's good advice for us all. So why not kill me? And Proc does something terribly interesting with a tentacle. I was also fond of I'm just the oral support. That was that <laughs> uh, was an uh, inappropriate, uh, appropriate yeah, on so many levels. Yes, taking one for the cream also comes to mind. Yes. Yes. What? Oh, she likes this game. <laughs> Uh, and again, Fifty Shades of Proc. Yes. God help us all. And we just do the quick jump cut back to the uh, lab there. Uh, as behind all this hentai going on in one room, we've got a wonderful, sweet moment here with Hooks and Tithia, which is a nice, uh, albeit abrupt, uh, shift. Just a girl in her, you know, basically... Basically, stepdad. Yeah. Listening to her, listening to her cloned father, just getting getting banged by the person holding them hostage. The like you've been doing with my life that I'm writing this shit. Uh, you're entertaining us all. I had so many. I wanted so much more for myself than this. <laughs> this is your life. These are your choices. Okay, Pete. Just accept it and move on. I was in the middle before I knew I'd begun. Uh, and of course, always great work from Perry and a cat here. Um, Probably the first Pride and Prejudice line ever to make it into a Kingery script. I'm, I'm sure. Well, you're just, uh, you're just all over the place with your uh, groundbreaking antics today. Hentai and now really? Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Well, it is a truth universally acknowledged that uh, a young man in possession of some tentacles. Would, never mind. Um, we'll just leave leave it there. And then we break it up. 
Use the puckers. Use the puckers. Words I'm sure you never thought you would write. I'm a college graduate. (laughs) (sighs) And now a new kind of horribleness. As we go to Space Reno, as you've put it. Yes, if 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 the Kingery is Space Vegas, this is sort of a podunk Space Reno. It's a, it's just it's not as cool. It's not quite as classy, but it thinks it is. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, yourself as uh, Tommy Arkell and uh, Scotty V as Kuma Guy, as we celebrate this glorious occasion um, in a uh, Reno wedding chapel, basically. Yes, like you do. <laughs> um, Boo. <laughs> uh, and of course, Kimagai's uh, line description there is, oh, you just go to hell after that. <laughs> he even knows that that's, that's horrible. And that's okay. Um, and the uh, music coming up here uh, was actually uh, written for this episode by Vincent Morrison. I asked him oh, okay. if he could uh, kind of get us a rockabilly wedding march, and he got us exactly what we wanted here. Oh, neat. And then this, yes. go ahead. No, you go, go ahead. ahead. All right. This coming up is it's. This is kind of a kind of a trope uh, that you see a lot. That the idea that Elvis is going to inspire a, a cult of worshippers at yes. some point in the future, and that that's okay. And of course, it's a wedding chapel in a Vegas E Reno E type place. So of course, you're gonna have an Elvis impersonator marrying you. And this is me playing uh, Reverend Mojo. Yes. Uh, not so much an Elvis impression as it is a Nathan Fillion doing an Elvis impression. Impression impression of an impression. That, that works, too. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know why. I kind of pictured him as later 70s Elvis. So I kind of made the steps a little slower and everything. He's kind of a big old boy. And you can just see the little old lady over in the corner on the keyboard <laughs> playing, playing the wedding march for you. Oh, don't you all worry about that, Daddy. Ugh. Yeah, the, the virgin bit was uh, a bit of improv. Yes, it was, but it was, it was a good one. But that, and I, I love his fake enthusiasm. Gosh, I sure do. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kimmy Guy's not even trying to uh, fake it here. He's just wants to get this over with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all a flutter with anticipation. And um, these reporters here are actually myself and uh, my wife, uh, Jennifer Norwood, who was in uh, episode two, I think. Uh, yeah, neat. Did a quick, quick little wall of pickup there. So, um, I like, I like the one hick reporter going, Kumaga! Kumaga! <laughs> Everybody else has got, got the names perfectly, and Kumagai saw and then, Mr. Kumaga! Uh, now, uh, drinking with the ladies here. Um, Maddie and Major, uh, Alicia Lane Pickens, and M. Sierra Garcia. Um, Maddie pretty much has seen everything she believed about the police department collapse around her again yeah and um so she's doing what we all do when that happens we we drink you know we've got in this episode we have torture we have we have police corruption and brutality it's like i somehow predicted the future six months ago when i was writing this script that's that's crazy i don't know how that happens you're, you're a visionary or something And it is a nice callback to you know to mention her dad. We haven't really thought talked about him much in God a while. 
Yeah, we had. I had to go back and look through the scripts to see if you know we ever uh, mentioned him uh, before. Um, I, I actually kind of thought he was. Well, dead, I mean, but... a lot of people did, but no, we never mentioned him dying. Just you know, the la- I think the last time we saw him, uh, Maddie got shot in his presence, right. but nothing actually happened to him. Okay. So you know, I just assumed that you know he was, she was going and checking on him uh, every once in a while. Right. I fully support the idea of canceling this show and having it become uh, Maddie Gray P.I., by the way. That would be kind of fun. Get some nice 70s Maddie. music going on behind it. Maddie Gray, future P.I. Oh, okay, well, we won't do it then. Uh, oh, yeah, she her, her boyfriend that she loves. Uh, the boss has got them right where he wants them, and so naturally that's where we Gilligan cut to. <laughs> CD Motel. Yes. And the description of Kumi Guy's line here is, he really enjoyed that, and it's weirding him out. Yes. Uh, in in the outline, it was going to be sort of that, you know, Tommy was grossed out to be doing this, but, you know, it's... I feel like we've seen that. In, yeah, in we've seen Tommy with with guys too, so you know that's not a not a big deal. Tommy Arkell will rock your world. That's yes. just how it's going to be. He doesn't want to, but but he will. Yeah, he's got too much pride not to. That's right. And, and it's interesting that they actually had uh, live witnesses, apparently, as opposed to just cameras, camera drones, um, people who like to watch. <laughs> yeah, the the Shimizu family is is weird. Yeah, they're they're very close, very close. Yes. Yes. It's a nice little, uh, we discuss the plan here, like this, you know, united front, and then, no, 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 let's uh, show them both of us at the same time. Yeah. It works out well. You can hear the tools in the background there. Yes. Something's happening back there. Um, We can turn it off. Yeah, I can't. It's outside. Oh, well. Just just accept there's a weed whacker in the background. It it happens. Well, yeah. Eh, You know, it's the the problems with, you know, recording from your home as opposed to, say, a studio. You sometimes get, you know, groundskeepers behind you or whatever outside. And, uh, you know, with with the scene, I sort of wanted to start the idea that maybe, you know, these these two could actually actually have something going on if, if... if things had gone differently, much yes. differently. Yes, you know, it could happen. Sure. I'll be in my own room if you should need. Sure. I'm going to be taking a long shower if you should need me. <sighs> and of course, right back to business here for Tommy as he finally gets a chance to check in with uh, with his crew. Wait for the phone. Come on, come on. Uh, just it's me and then right into that whole bit shows you how close they are they can just goof around like that love it yep Uh, I just kind of seem like uh, flopping back a little bit on that And now yes. this is yeah. Uh, His Majesty, which is 
Post-quiddle Tommy Arkell sprawled on a seedy motel bedspread smoking a cigarette. Ladies, gentlemen. Yeah. <sighs> and now he has to do the thing he really didn't want to do. But knew he, no, he had just, to do. He just did the thing he really well, didn't yeah. want. He... So the question is, which, you know, which was more he, difficult? He's not worried that, you know, in the scene, he's not worried that she's going to be mad at mm. him. It's, it's you know, he, he knows, he knows he went way over the line and there's, you know, yeah. unfortunately nothing he can do about it. Right. And I made sure to make sure the music died out just before that, so we got the nice silence of death. She broke her drink. <laughs> Things are serious now. I originally had Major freaking out even more behind her. I was like, no, it's just too distracting from all of this. Yeah, it's just just a piece of fucking paper. Yes. Um. And and you know, Maddie's right here. It, it, that's not the point that you that right. it's just a narrative. The point is, you didn't tell me first, asshole. You just went and did this, like, you know, like it's just whatever. It doesn't mean anything. Like like, whatever this relationship is doesn't you know come secondary to whatever it is you have going right. on. Right. Boom. Um, Maddie? Major is afraid to touch Maddie right now. Yeah. Okay. And the sound effect there was Maddie hangs the fuck up. Yes. Yeah, she just. As, everybody, as a path clears for her, as everybody can feel the hate coming off of her. Well, it's, it's not hate. She's, you know, no, anger and hurt. Yeah, yeah. The description of it, of it is you know, hurt and humiliated. Yeah, and of course, Tommy just alone in the hotel room now, realizing just how badly he has screwed up. Yeah. Hello. And I don't know why I decided to put this last scene in the rainstorm, but it just seemed like that's what it needed. There it was to it's, be in the rain. It's a noir. Yeah, it's a noir. Scene. Yeah, it just had to be. And we have uh, Aiden Rudd making his uh, brief appearance here as O'Farrell. Mm-hmm. Um, as we finally see, you know, what this is driven Maddie to. Her hurt and humiliation. Her hurt? What? Oh. Yeah, she's having to, uh, she's decided that, you know, fuck all this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's uh What are you saying? Yes or no. Are you getting Or is she? You'll have Question to keep mark, listening. Mark, mark. I want it. And with that, we leave you hanging on that. What happens? You'll have to come back next month. Tune in next time for another thrilling chapter of The Kingery. Yes. All those 
And with that, we'll just go ahead and wrap it up here. I'd like to thank Pete for uh, for joining us here and for giving us another wonderful episode. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to let us know what you think, uh, you can visit us at PendantAudio.com, at Pendant Web on Twitter, on Facebook, Pendant Audio. You can reach me at Flaming Toilet on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, Pete, how can people you can reach you? Reach me at uh, Pete Mylan at Twitter.com or at Pete Mylan.com. See, Pete was smart and actually made his Twitter name his name. But anyway, that's another story for another time. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll be back here in 30 days with uh, episode 11 with Susan Bridges on commentary. And. Uh, which even more terrible things happen. Yes, because she's cute and nice, and so she does the most horrible things. Because that's how that works. So, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All other music by Kevin McLeod. Directed by Dave Morgan. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2015, Pendant Productions. The Kingery, created by Jeff Kingery.